Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. Welcome to your Thursday, July 30th edition of Flyers Daily, brought to you by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. A lot to get to in this episode, including my conversation with the Flyer who scored the game winner in overtime, the three-on-three overtime against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Scott Lawton will join us to talk about that goal, to talk about life in the bubble, and much more. So that is coming on the way. Also, post-practice sound from head coach Elaine Vino, and also former cup champion, won it back in 2018 with the Washington Capitals, defenseman Matt Niskanen. So we'll hear from all of those parties in this episode as we creep closer and closer now, just three days and change away from the Flyers beginning their round robin against the Boston Bruins coming up on Sunday at 3 o'clock in Toronto, the first game that kind of matters. It matters for seeding in the Eastern Conference for Flyers, one of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. They'll take on Boston, Tampa, and Washington. They don't hold any of the tiebreakers, uh, being the number four seed going in, uh, but an opportunity to move up in the standings as uh, teams continue their exhibition play and get ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs. The play-in round will begin on Saturday for those five through 12 seeds in each conference, and four teams in each conference will advance to the round of 16. For the Flyers, Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning, and Washington Capitals will be waiting in the Eastern Conference. But uh, a game on Tuesday, our first game in a long time. Still feels good to have watched a hockey game and been watching some of the other exhibition games around the NHL. But right now, my conversation with Flyer Scott Lawton. He scored the overtime winner against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and here's that conversation. Happy to have joined us once again on Flyers Daily. He scored the overtime winner in the Flyers' lone exhibition game. Scott Lawton joins us. Lots, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? How's uh, how's bubble life? Oh, it's been uh, it's been good so far. I mean, I think uh, we've we've had a, a really good setup here uh, at Hotel X in Toronto. So um, it's been good so far. Our guys have have uh, stayed busy and. Um, it's been really good so far. So uh, keep keep going like this, and um, yeah, it's easy to deal with when you're winning, and, and hopefully the longer you stay, that means you're winning. So that's a good thing. Uh, you guys had a presentation before you went. Uh, I know the last day of training camp on that Saturday. Has it kind of met or exceeded your expectations on kind of what it was going to look like and the amount of stuff to do, places to eat, the recreational activities, and all that? Yeah, it's it's still pretty early on, but uh, so far it's been uh, a really good experience. With um, I, I mean, this hotel is set up on on a, a property where where you have room to walk around and, and play outdoor games at uh, at the soccer field just across the across the street. So um, in that sense, it's been really good, and and the food and and the meals have been um, top notch. So uh, nothing to complain about, and um, just been been good to get the guys back together and and uh uh been a lot of fun so far before we get to the actual exhibition game um for, for you what was it like uh coming out a for warm-ups with no fans and then playing with no fans yeah it was a little weird i mean uh, usually coming back to my hometown I, I have a bunch of uh family in the crowd and and uh um it's definitely exciting for me but uh at the same time it's it's a little weird to, to not have anyone in there, but uh, I said it earlier this morning, and I think the NHL has done a really good job of of uh, setting it up and, and having the screens, and, and uh, I think they have a little bit of uh, noise on the on the broadcast for the fans. So 
Um, I don't know what it what it looks like uh, on TV. We watched a, a little bit of the game last night, but um, it, it was definitely a little weird and, and quiet. But um, you're going to get used to it, and, and uh, yeah. Did, did you find it uh, different to get energy up at, at certain points? I know it was just an exhibition game, but it still was the Penguins. Um, did, did you feel like you had a, a, any trouble kind of, you know, manufacturing energy, for lack of a better term? Yeah, for me, honestly, I, I think uh, I just tried to get a hit in my first shift and, and try and make it uh, um, as real as you could. And, and uh, I think uh, we did a really good job of, of keeping the pace and the tempo of the game and, um, it's uh, your first game in four months, so it's it's definitely going to be a little sloppy and, and uh, not there. But um, I, I, I honestly thought our tempo was pretty good and, and our pace and um, the way guys played. And, and at the end of the day, you're you're a pro you're a pro athlete, and, and uh, this is your job. And, and uh, everyone on our team wants to compete, so um, I think uh, we did a pretty good job of that. Uh, and, and we got to keep building. Your line was buzzing all night. You're playing with Kevin Hayes and Travis Konecti, uh on that wing there. What's it like playing with those two guys? I know that big body of Kevin Hayes and the amount of space that he eats up is one of those things that provides you and TK a little extra space sometimes. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's really uh, big for us is, is Hazy down the middle and um, the way he distributes the puck and holds on to it and, and makes plays uh, happen kind of out of nothing. So um, just try and find space for those two guys, DK's. Um, obviously had a really good career and, and uh, a really great year for us. So um, two really easy guys to play with, and, and we get along pretty good off the ice. So um, once we get on the ice, it's it's pretty easy to, to have that chemistry and, and be able to communicate with those guys. But it's been a lot of fun so far. Scott, one of the big takeaways from the game was the uh, penalty kill as well. It's been something that was so improved this entire season. Uh, you're a big part of that. Hazy's a big part of that as well. Uh, Pittsburgh had their opportunities on the power play, but you guys in, on the PK seem really dialed in. Yeah, and I, I think we focused uh, a lot of it on camp too. Uh, we had a couple of days of, of special teams practices, and um, I think the main thing is, is uh, the way we're aggressive, um, kind of controlled aggressiveness, I guess, and uh, I think uh, not not allowing teams to enter, enter our zone is, is a huge thing, and, and I think our neutral zone, um, play has been really good um, on our PK all year and, and uh, uh, trying to eliminate uh, guys early on and uh, once they get into the zone and, and uh, get it down 200 feet and stay as fresh as possible. So um, our PKs uh, look good and, and uh, it's going to have to continue to get better and, and uh, be better down the road. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a huge part of the playoffs for us, I think. You guys are really kind of stingy at allowing zone entries on your PK now, and that'll frustrate the opponent on the power play, just trying to get in to get set up. Let's go through the game-winning goal. Um, first of all, talk about the pass uh, that you get from Travis, who uh, just throws a bomb, you know, three-quarters of the length of the ice, perfectly right on your tape in stride. Yeah, he uh... – he can do that. He's, uh, like I said before, I think he's a really special player and, and uh, provides energy for us all the time. So um, he made a really nice play to me, and um, I knew I had a guy on the on the right side and, and just tried to elevate it as quick as possible. So um, he, he made a, a really good pass by two guys and, and put it right on my tape, so uh, it was easy to get in there. When you have the defender coming in on your right side and you're almost leaning into him, 
uh, the goalie's reading on you and what you're doing there, that you're going to come across your body, go to the backhand and go to his glove side. Uh, you're aware of that. So you just kind of throw him a change up, a little lofted change up uh, as he's vacating the area that you're going. It was a sweet little move. And I tell you, you drive a, yeah, cra- a goalie I, crazy <laughs> when you do that. <laughs> no, I, uh, it's, uh, it happens really quick. So, um, like I said, TK made a really good play to me and, and, uh, just tried to elevate it as quick as possible. And, um, yeah, I, I guess try and throw the goalie off a little bit. Cause when your momentum's going that way, I guess he, he thinks you're going to the backhand, but, uh, yeah, it was a good feeling to, to get that one and, and, uh, just try and continue to move forward and, and, uh, build and, and grow our game. Last thing, Scott, there was really, I noticed a lack of a, a, a Selly on that goal. Uh, I know it was an exhibition game, but it still felt good. That no Selly on that at all? You kind of just like went over, yeah, pick gloves, and let's get out of here, boys. Let's get back yeah, to the bubble. I, maybe I should have touched ice or something and got the boys going a little bit. But uh, no, uh, once, once, the, uh, once the round robin gets going and, and uh, the playoffs uh, get going, I think uh, you'll see more of that. But uh, yeah, kind of kind of acted like I've been there before. Well, it was very business-like looking. So it was almost, <laughs> the, the, the coolness about the Selly was that there wasn't one. So it came off. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, hey, Scott, thanks for doing this. Uh, congrats on that game. It, it all starts to reel for you guys in the round robin on Sunday. Thanks for taking the time. Best of luck on Sunday against the Bruins. And we appreciate you doing this as always. Thanks, Jason. Nice to hear that the meals are good inside the bubble from Scott Lawton. And obviously, uh, it's an adjustment in lifestyle. And a little weird for a guy like Scott Lawton, who is from the Toronto area, uh, being back there to play games, but unable to see family, friends, and give tickets out to uh, people that you know and grew up with and live in the area uh, to come see you play, playing in those empty buildings. And you heard Scott talk about that. At first, it was definitely different. It's a lot quieter in the arena than we're witnessing it at home, either through the radio or through television, because they are pumping in the EA Sports crowd noise. uh, And and they're doing a really good job. It sounds like there's a crowd there. And when your eyes wander off into the crowd, uh, maybe during a stoppage of play, and you see the tarps over the seats, that's the reminder that there are no fans in the stands. But Scott Lawton and obviously the players not hearing on the ice what we're hearing through our televisions or radio speakers. Flyers Daily brought to you by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Philadelphia Flyers, Penn Orthopedics creates the ideal care plan with treatment options fueled by our own world-renowned research, doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at pennmedicine.org slash ortho. Flyers back at practice on Wednesday, and head coach Elaine Vigneault addressed the media after practice. Yesterday, you guys only had one power play in the exhibition game, but it seemed like the uh, puck movement was crisp, and you guys generated several chances. Uh, Do you feel like you're you're ready to go on, on that side of things, taking it into the first game of the round robin? You know, we have spent a lot of time lately on our specialty teams, power play and penalty killing. Uh, You know, and every game is different. There's some games where you're going to get the one, and there's some other games where you're going to get more, and it has to make a difference. I thought yesterday, even though we only had the one, that um, uh, it did make a difference. It gave us some momentum. Uh, And our penalty killing last night against one of the better teams in the NHL was, uh, you know, very effective. So... Uh, it's a start. Uh, we talked today to our group about the need to, to get better. You know, we've gone through the, the, the different phases, uh, that first phase in Philly, um, and then arriving here in Toronto, playing that exhibition game. 
I thought for the most part, uh, you know, it was what I expected. I thought the intensity was good. Uh, I believe the execution will get better. Um, the game in conditioning will get better. Uh, but, um, you know, we have uh, three important games in front of us. Uh, we're going to play them, obviously, uh, to win, but also to prepare our team for that first real uh, playoff game. So uh, still a lot of work ahead of us. And, um, you know, uh, we're going to you know, make the, there's some there's some decisions that are going to need to be made. And these next three days are, are uh, these next three games that we're going to play are going to help us make those decisions. Um, what's your feeling right now? on Scott Lawton's best fit in the lineup. He obviously began camp at center, moved to wing, was on the wing yesterday, and, and obviously that, that line with Hayes and, and TK and him looks really good. But if he's not in the middle, that kind of has a trickle-down effect on who else is in the lineup. So I'm curious as to what your thoughts are about where you know, he's the best. That, that, that's a good question. And, you know, we're trying to sort that out. And I think the games are really going to – you know, dictate what our lineup is going to be like. You know, we went through some practices, inter-squad games at home in Philly, first exhibition game yesterday, first exhibition in five months for the guys. So uh, if you want to be fair, you got to give them you know, some time here to work themselves back into uh, timing-wise, back into game shape. Uh, but I, I believe that uh, decisions like Scotty, decisions on, you know, who, who will play in the bottom six, who will play in the top six, uh, who will play in our, you know, uh, our bottom uh, D pair, that's going to be sorted out uh, in the three games that we have. They're, they're going to be meaningful games. Um, we're trying to improve our seating. Uh, but at the same time, we're also trying to get ourselves ready for that first game. So um, really, I, I didn't expect anybody while we were in Philly to, to really stand out because and I, not that I didn't put a lot of stock into it. Uh, I did. I did in the attention to detail, the work ethic, um, you know, making sure that uh, the guys were focused on the task. But until you play against our opposition, until you're really going to get hit, uh, you really, until, you know, your space and time on the ice is taken away and, and sometimes it can be painful, um, you know, guys react differently. So it was just the first game yesterday, just the first step. Um, we've got three practices. We had a real good practice today, intense, uh, you know, fairly uh, challenging as far as physicality. So um, I'm expecting us to... Uh, uh, after our day off tomorrow to have two good practices and, and get ready for Sunday's game against Boston. I know you said you want to get Brian Elliott into the round robin as well. And I know, you know, the first game can kind of dictate decisions for the next. And then obviously the second game could dictate decisions for the third. But have you kind of created any roadmap for how you want to use or when you want to use Hart and Elliott? Um, or is that still to be determined? Um, well, you know, I thought yesterday both our goaltenders played well. Carter played the first two periods, had a few key saves to make, and he did. And then when Brian came in, I thought he looked real strong and he looked big in, in goal and made some big saves at, at the right time. So I'm really comfortable with our goaltending right now. Uh, I will say that Carter is going to play Sunday. And then after that, we'll decide uh, moving forward. But Carter is going to play Sunday. 
And there's no doubt that Brian's going to get one of those games. I've ju just made up my mind for the Sunday part so far. Hey, hey, Elaine, this is a, a little bit more logistical, and I think we're all kind of trying to figure out how this is working. Are, are you willing to share with us practice lines during these availabilities? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, you know what? I, uh, today's practice were the same lines as they were um, in, in yesterday's game. So I had 13 forwards. Uh, I had eight Ds today. So uh, obviously, uh, Justin and the Hags came back uh, with, with our group and Z went, went back with the, with the other group. Uh, I will make some changes uh, prior to next practice. I ju we're just in the process here. My coaching staff, Chuck and Brent, of, of going through what we believe will be um, our best lineup moving forward here. So uh, by the time I don't, I'm assuming I'm going to be talking to the media after our next practice. So I will, I'll tell you what the lines were for that practice. It won't be a problem. It'll be interesting to see what lineup Elaine Vigneault puts on the ice for that first round-robin game Sunday against the Boston Bruins. We didn't see Justin Braun or Robert Haig in the exhibition game. I suspect we'll see them on Sunday, but we won't know until that day of the game. Uh, also, after practice on Wednesday, former cup champion with the Washington Capitals, Matt Niskanen, now Flyer defensive partner with Ivan Provorov, who he says hasn't missed a beat. Here's Matt Niskanen after practice. Yeah, Matt, uh, did, did AV leave it up to you whether you wanted to play yesterday, and, and uh, uh, how important was it for you to uh, to get uh, an exhibition under your belt? No, I. they decided uh, who was going to sit out, and I'm glad he went with the lineup that he chose because uh, I wanted to play a game. I felt I needed it. Uh, just get back into the swing of things and uh, and wanted to get some reps at uh, live speed and against a good opponent too. So that was good for me personally. AV said that he was going to communicate to you guys this idea that simple is better right now, at least in the, the round robin and maybe the start of the playoffs. Can you speak to exactly what Elaine means when he advocates for that simple approach? Like what types of stylistic adjustments is he looking for? It's mostly um, – puck support stuff, the types of plays that we're looking to make, uh, a little bit more north-south hockey, um, the more efficient. Um, you can play the territory game, I think, is beneficial for, for our team right now, um, just until we get back in a groove. And then you can gradually make more passing plays heading up the ice. But for um, just to get everybody's uh, – Timing and rhythm and feel for the game back, I think it, it benefits everybody if the more time we spend in their zone and how quickly and efficiently we get there. So that, that's probably the gist of it. I saw the Flyers Twitter account tweeted out um, the big picture of the collage of pictures of, of family and loved ones. Um, when did you see it and just, uh, you know, how touching was that and cool to see? Yeah, uh, I noticed it last night when we got back to the hotel for dinner. And um, it was really cool to see, you know, I think everybody's got two pictures up and um, they're with us from afar and I, everyone misses their family, obviously, but this is something that we just got to do to try to get the season in. And um, in uh, the grand scheme of things, we're pretty lucky that we, 
get to go back to work and play hockey and try to win the Stanley Cup. So, but um, guys are thinking about their families and they miss them for sure. And um, it was, I got a good chuckle out of seeing my two kids sitting in the canoe in the yard too. So uh, it was a nice gesture. Hi, Matt. Uh, what did you think of uh, Igor Zamula and how much of a benefit is it to have a guy like uh, Ivan in the locker room and on the ice that, you know, you can kind of, uh, you know, uh, give advice to? Yeah, I didn't know much about Z, um, but, man, this kid's got some skill and uh, confidence with the puck. And um, you can see he's, he's got the potential to be a player. So uh, probably need some, just some reps at higher speed and with the big boys, but uh, he's going to be a good one, I think so. And, uh, you know, Provi's a very mature was he 22 or 23? Um, very mature uh, player, and he's played. A, he's got a ton of experience for his age now, and just uh, the the translation piece of it is huge for for Z, I would imagine. So um, great, he's got a great role model in Proby. He's a a good pro already, and a, a very high end defenseman in this league already. So that's a, a great situation for Z. Yeah, man. Speaking of Provy, do you think uh, he's ready for the season? He he uh, played almost 26 minutes yesterday. Yeah, I don't think he's missed a beat. Um, confident with the puck, smooth skating, strong in the corners. Um, he seems like he's got his his feel for the game. Seems like that never left. Uh, you know, I thought he was aggressive up the ice. He jumped in a few times and tried to make something happen, um, move the puck efficiently, um, can defend against the best players. Um, the kid's a stud. So, and I thought he was really good last night. So hopefully he just keeps getting better the way he has all year. And um, the old fart next to him will try to keep up. Hey, Matt. Um how close do you think the team is to pro COVID efficiency? Can you tell now? Do you think you'll be able to tell after the, the round robin? Or do you think it just you won't, you won't be able to tell until maybe the uh, playoffs actually start? I'm sorry, could you repeat the first part? Uh, how close do you think your team is to pre-COVID efficiency, like the way you guys are playing? Oh, okay. Uh, I thought yesterday was a good step, a good day for us. Um, Coming into this, we're ahead right now of where I thought we might be. So that's a good sign. Um, I think we still have a little bit of summer hockey left in our game that we got to get out. There's a couple summer hockey habits there. Uh, so if we can uh, iron those out and get back into real hockey over the next three, that's uh, going to help us by the time we get to game one. Um, but we're pretty close. I think those next three games are really important for us to keep pushing. And obviously we want to do well because there's some incentive there to get a better seed. Um, but the most important thing is make sure our game's at the best possible level for game one. And um, I think we're going to have to continue to get better uh, probably through the first round in order to win that first round. And then if we want to get to where we want to go, it's, it's going to take a couple of weeks probably to, so we're reaching our potential. Matt, after the game, Shane Gossespierre mentioned that on-ice communication, particularly with the defensemen and the goalies, 
was was easier, obviously because of the, the the lack of the crowd. Is that something you notice as well? And if so, are there plays that will be easier to make in this environment as opposed to in a normal environment? Yeah, it was uh, it's pretty quiet in there. Um, I think you'll see some cleaner breakouts uh, as a defenseman. This is a dream because some when the energy would get amped up, especially in the playoffs in a normal year. Sometimes you can't hear your, your partner's calls on which direction to go or uh, what plays available. So you're kind of winging it on your own because you just can't hear because of the energy in the building. So um, it, it felt like there was almost an echo out there yesterday afternoon, um, yelling to Provi a couple of times that he had time or turn it up quick. And um, he, for, he had to hear me because I'm used to screaming over a crowd. So, um, I, that's probably one area that jumps out at me. Just uh, our zone exits, our breakouts, uh, communication will be a little bit easier because of the, without the crowd noise. One of the cool things Matt Niskanen was asked about there is the uh, picture, the collage of pictures of everybody from the team's families that the Flyers were able to see when they came back to the uh, the Hotel X, the bubble location where they were staying. Uh, a nice little touch that the Flyers put together, pictures of everyone's families while they're away. And uh, perhaps you missed this before, Chuck Fletcher, uh, the Flyers GM, sending flowers to all the significant others and families of the players, thanking them uh, for the support and the players returning and having their support to do so where they are right now without their families. So uh, a nice, real nice couple of touches there from the Flyers organization and in particular handwritten notes. Uh, to the significant others and families of Flyers players and sending that uh, bouquet of flowers to each of them. Nice touch by the general manager. That's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily, brought to you by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Another brand new episode drops your way tomorrow, seven days a week as we count down the days to the Flyers Bruins and the first game of the round robin. Thanks for listening to Flyers Daily, and we'll talk to you on the next episode.